Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, we're here with a club update, this time talking all things West Bromwich Albion with our good friend Dan, who you can uh, find at 1878 underscore WBA on Twitter and their website, uh, 1878 as well. Um, Dan, great to have you on. Something that you've been talking about for the better part of a year plus now has finally happened. Tony Pulis, no longer manager of West Bromwich Albion. What was your immediate reaction to hearing the news? Uh, immediate reaction was, where is the nearest pub? Um, <laughs> well, that would be a bar for some people. <laughs> yeah, it, I think, t- to be honest, it's just been a long time coming. Um, and it was just, I wouldn't say it was joyous. It was just, it just felt like a relief. It felt like that... Um, as an Albion fan, I might get the opportunity to start enjoying being a supporter of my football club as opposed to just enduring it. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, has been coming. I can I can kind of see that where it had been coming for so long that it was like good, like finally instead of yeah full blown full blown celebration. I know from speaking with you both off and on air. Um, how much you think he was kind of draining your club. But I have seen some neutrals saying that they think you're at more of a risk having now sacked him than when you had him. Do you do you think that's the case? By neutrals, do you mean um, Tony Pulis' friends in the media? Or, <laughs> could be, could or be. Do, or, or do you mean other fans, other fans. Of, fans of top clubs that don't really pay much attention to, to what's going on at the West Bromwich Albion? Mm. Um and I don't mean that nastily either. I'm, I just think that people see this sort of we should be, you know, we should be careful what we wish for. That's that's a that's a sentence I've seen written down so many times, and mm. I've heard so many speak it, and it is completely ridiculous. Careful what we wish for. We've won two games in twenty-one. So careful what we wish for. But we've won two games in twenty-one. The, the two don't co- correlate. Do you know what I mean? It's it's like yeah. any other manager would have probably got the sack six, seven games back, or maybe even in the summer on on the end of what was a dreadful run at the end of last season. Um, and so I, I just feel even if you take away all of the Pulis ball uh, style of play, you know, if you if you take away. The fact that we're attacking wise, we're extremely poor. Um, even defensive wise, we're poor. If you if you take away all of that, pure results, Pulis doesn't deserve to be in a job, and he hasn't been deserving of that for quite a while now. Um, he's in, he, you know, I think his his position became one of he was just indefensible. 
Um, and I think Pulis himself knew that he was getting the sack through his comments at the end of the game um, against Chelsea. And even in the pre-match press conference on the Friday before the game, you could tell that I think he knew that with a defeat, um, that, that he's, he was probably facing uh, his P45. So I, I just feel that, you know, if, if you look at everything all wide up, the Albion fans have just had enough of, of Tony Pulis um, in terms of his tactics, in terms of the fact that he's so divisive, and 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 many fans literally couldn't have could, didn't stand him from from the start when he was first appointed manager. He had people that weren't a fan of him, which is you know I was prepared to give him a go, as were most of the Baggies fan base. But but the problem is that people will def- defend him because of his his record of simply just grinding out results. But even that has fallen by the wayside now, and it's just it's just it was impossible for him to have um, to have kept his job. Um, and so to to see all the the need, like Alan Shearer, careful what you wish for. He was saying that sort of nonsense on Match of the Day. You know, you, you, the pundits all over the Craig Bellamy, the the, the ex ex Welsh striker, was throwing his hat into the ring saying that he must we must be mad to be sacking a manager that's won two games out of twenty one in the Premier League. We'd we'd surely be mad if we didn't sack him. Surely. But but you know, I do get the feeling it's little old West Brom. No no one really pays too much attention to us and they don't really see what's going on from from the baggage fans perspective. Um the the results, the style of play the, the lack of atmosphere at the ground, the amount of apathy that comes with supporting the club at the minute because we're just so used to what it is. Never being able to boss games, never taking the game to any team, no matter who it is, no matter whether we're home or away, no matter what their standing is, no matter what league they're in. We will play the same style of football in every single match and it is completely unwatchable. It is only watchable on the rare occasion you pull off a win and even then, if that doesn't happen very often, you know, it just becomes extremely, extremely dull. Um, and so, the, yeah, towards the end, there, were, there weren't many people sticking up for him. And even those that really did, you know, in, enjoy Pulis's reign for whatever reason, um, yeah, was starting to climb on the fence and then fall down the other side and, and realise that Tony Pulis had seen uh, had seen at his time at the baggies and his you know his his time had come to an end. Yeah. Uh well fortunately we will never ask you to mention his name ever again on this show. Um now that uh he who shall not be named, <laughs> now that he has uh been sacked, uh there were obviously players that he favored over others. You'd mentioned before on the show that it was such a waste of talent. This might be one of the most talented uh, baggies teams you'd ever seen which players do you think will be seeing more of minutes wise and more from ability wise uh with a, a new man at the helm um i think minutes wise you have to look at probably nasir chadley as the main one um if played in a central role he can he can cause damage he's an extremely good player very technical maybe does shy away from your tackling side of it maybe doesn't get back as quick as tony Pierce would have liked but uh, i think with with a a manager that can channel his approach properly, he can he can cause a lot of trouble for the for opponents, you know. Um, but well, it, it's it's tough, it's tough because he, he was he was close to leaving the club, I think, in the summer, and 
there's been questions about whether he's so happy here. And but you know, who's who's saying we don't get a, a manager in who's willing to play him in his correct position um, and get the most out of him? But but then you you look at um, Olive Oli Burke who, who came in from um, from Germany from Leipzig in in the summer, um, much favoured player and. He's had like little niggles and injuries, and I'm not sure how many of them have been that believable. I just think that he's probably not what Pulis fancied. Um, and again, the reasoning for that might well be that he's a flair player who, who isn't as defensively minded as Pulis wanted him to be. Um, and you know, not every single player you're going to be able to to to. To look at in every single side is going to be able to do the defensive duties that Tony Pulis wants from a side to 100%. And even the ones that are being tasked with doing that haven't even been doing it properly. So um, it will be great to see Chadley and Oliver Burke getting into the team and, and hopefully creating, creating some danger. But then you've got um, you've got Krikoviak, who's been playing in a defensive role in a midfield three a lot of the time um, alongside like Livermore. And it's just, I mean, it, you, you can tell how frustrated he is because he shows glimpses of, of quite, you know, star quality, superb player. He's won the Europa League twice with Sevilla. He's got signed by PSG for tens of millions of pounds. We managed to nab him online and, and we're asking him to play as if he's Claudio Jakob. Yeah. It's not, his, it's not his game. It's not his game. You need to get him further up the pitch. Fair enough. He's going to sit deeper when the opposition have got the ball. But he needs to be told that he can get forward and, and help create up the other end of the pitch because he certainly has got that ability. He's really he's, his passing quality looks fantastic, but he just didn't give been given the opportunity to to showcase that in any way. And I think a lot of the Baggies fans, well, I wouldn't say a lot, sorry, that's a, the wrong word to use. A few of the Baggies fans um, have stated that they, they haven't felt he's been putting in hundred percent the last few games. But but you know. He's no no doubt demoralised by the situation. He's joined a club hoping to to be a star man in a World Cup year, and he's he's not getting anywhere near the kind of amount of time on the ball to to even showcase his, his talents in any way. And I just I, I feel sorry for him to be honest. And it's the same with Kieran Gibbs. Kieran Gibbs at left back. He can bomb on and create chances. That's that's more his game. Yeah, he's defensively decent, but but you know, with the right kind of manager, Kieran Gibbs is going to be asked to overlap numerous times during the game and get crosses in and look inside to look for the one twos. But at the Albion, of course, he's uh, you know a left back. He's almost played as a left centre back with with the left winger coming and tucking in at left back because that's how defensive we are. So. I just think again. I know it's. I've, I've I said this many months ago that, that to solve all of Albion's problems on the pitch, off the pitch, whatever, you get rid of Tony Pulis, and I'm hoping it's a catalyst for seeing some decent quality football. But I, I just think that whoever it is, it's going to take a little bit of time because this team are going to be so used to rigid defensive drills on the training ground every single day um, that it's it's. It's probably going to take a while before it clicks up the other end of the field again, you know. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, there's so much talent, especially in attack, where you have Rondon, who's perennially underrated, although 
has not been fantastic in what I've seen of him this season, unfortunately. But you also brought in Jay Rodriguez. You already had, as you mentioned, Chadley. Matt Phillips had a really good run last season before he got hurt. You mentioned Oliver Burke already. Like, there's there's talent here, as you said. And uh, hopefully whoever comes in next will be able to uh, get the best out of them. Are, are there any names floating around uh, that you hear are likely? Or is there somebody that you wish uh, would take the job? Um, I think that... We need to avoid this. The club, well, the, the local media reporting that the club are looking for a manager with Premier League experience. Um, but that just narrows down the pool of managers available to about three. I, I, don't, I don't like that at all. I really don't like that. You know, just because a manager hasn't managed in the Premier League before doesn't mean they're not going to be capable of doing it. It's just, it's just, it's just so one-track-minded thinking, so one-eyed. We need to be looking at every available option. If you've exhausted all of those options and you do come up with someone that has got Premier League experience, then maybe we can accept that. But personally, I would like to avoid the names Pardew. I'd like to avoid Allardyce. And I'd probably like to avoid Pearson. Um, I would personally be looking at Michael O'Neill, not Martin O'Neill, Michael O'Neill, the Northern Ireland manager, as mm. someone that could maybe come in and do a job. Um, Chris Wilder at Sheffield United has done a fantastic job there, but he's been there so long and that's his team that he's probably going to be really tough to, to prize him away. Um, and a bit of a left field pick would be Graham Potter, um, who's managing over in Sweden. Um, and he's got a, the team he's currently managing. He's gotten promoted from like the fourth tier of the Swedish league to to the top to to their top tier. Um, I think the, the club's Östersunds or Östersunds, um, and they absolutely love him out there. Um, apparently, he applied for a Sunderland job. Um, no, sorry. Apparently, the Sunderland hierarchy looked at him, and and he wasn't so interested in the job. Um, so maybe being a you know, he used to play for Baggies in the, the late 19 and 1990s. Um, maybe be interested and have a look at, at, at joining us. But, you know, I, th- I think that with the position that we're in, I don't think we're going to go for a, a, a manager that's only managed in, in the Swedish league. And that's that's with all due respect to, to, to them, you know. Hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it could be... A couple of weeks wait with Gary Megson in caretaker charge and then someone just comes up that we're not even expecting. That's what happened when we appointed Alan Irvine. It, 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 nobody even saw that coming. Um, so you just you just don't know who we're going to go for. But personally, I want someone that's going to be able to, to get Baggies fans off their feet again. Um, I don't want... I don't want to be going from Pulis to... Pardew because it could potentially be like going from a frying pan to the fire hmm. if it's seen as a short term option just to keep us safe in the Premier League for this season then that might be something that you know that Baggies fans will come on board with I, I personally don't want that but but I would be more accepting of that if it's just a short term solution um, but I don't want to long term be giving an, another manager of that ilk the reins to, you know, not bring the club on in terms of a, a, a kind of a forward-thinking playing style, which is, I think, what the fans need to see after so long of not 
having that. And I know that some some fans from other clubs might look that look at that as a bit snobby, a bit like you know, or you you know, West Brom mid-table team. Except what you've got, you know, you've got an average team, and if you stay up by playing defensive football, that's great, you know. But 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 what is that really? You what you you get to forty points, and that's your achievement, and then what you just aim to do that again, playing the same way again the next season. As a football fan, you want to be excited at football matches and enjoy them. Um, and because we haven't been able to do that for so long, it would just be so refreshing if we could have a manager that, that wants to take us forward in terms of our playing style and to, to utilise the talents of the players available. Because I think that was Pulis's problem. You know, he, he's great at being a firefighter and coming and taking a team that's maybe not so great and not performing so great. But he, and, and to Pulis's slight credit, He's built. He's built this team of decent players, but he just hasn't known how to utilise them in terms of an an attacking sense. And so we want someone to come in and to you know let the reins off a bit and you know let Matty Phillips start on the right and let Ollie Burke start on the left and you know get some crosses in for Rondon because I'm still of no doubt that Rondon he can score goals in this league. Um, and I just think that his confidence has been shot. And I just think that that's mainly due to the fact that he's just chasing shadows all game. Mm. Most weeks. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, what do you think we'll see from the Albion for the rest of this season? I mean, obviously what, again, the, the neutrals thought was like I saw Lineker say, you know, they sacked Pulis. Now they should hire Pulis. Like that, that mentality of just staying fit, obviously staying pat, obviously not something that you actually want. But what do you think we'll see, and what are you hoping for uh, for the rest of this season? I think, uh, I think being realistic, I think we just need to survive in the Premier League. Um, I think long term, I think we'd like to see some progression in terms of what we're doing on the pitch and having a mantra that isn't so solidly defensively boring that isn't even solid anymore do you know what I mean I, I, I just I know I sound like, I must sound like a broken record but it's just so <laughs> been so frustrating the last few years as a fan um, and so I can accept short term us doing what we need to do to stay in the league if that's if that's needing to shore up the defence in certain areas in certain matches and try and hit teams on the break and then go into other games, maybe home matches against teams around us and, and you know, doing the business going forward, then I can accept that. Um, but I don't want to see us sitting back and doing what we've been doing for the last three years under Pulis long term. I think this season, whatever we need to do to stay up, we, we should do it. But I think there needs to be a, a, a plan going forward um, that that's going to get bums on seats. And I mean, 
there's so many fans who who've stated, and these aren't these aren't people that are typically. We've got a really good fan base at the Baggies, um, and typically we've we've sat and watched some absolute crap over through, through you know the late eighties, early nineties, and towards the late nineties as well. We're, we're, some of the teams that we put out were like unwatchable, really rubbish teams, like. Um, and I don't mean that offensively to, towards the, the players that played for us at the time, but compared to what we have now, the teams didn't have the quality. So you'd accept that we were going to go into games and get battered, but the fans would still turn up and get behind the team. And I think that now we can see that we've got quality players and we've invested a lot of money and people pay a lot of money to watch matches now. The ticket prices in the Premier League aren't cheap. And so in order to get something back from that, the answer isn't 30% possession, trying to win 1-0, 1-0 but actually losing 4-0. So I, I don't know if you can see where I'm coming from with that. Mm. Yeah, I do think it's time for, for you guys to get a little bit more excitement uh, there at the Hawthorns. And I agree with you on uh, <laughs> relatively same people I know I brought up on the show before. But when I was there, there was a guy there with his kids. And he was like, we're not coming back till till Tony Pulis is gone. And uh, that has now happened. Everyone can rest easy. And look forward to a, a brighter tomorrow. Regardless, <laughs> I, actually, actually, uh, would be interested to get your take on that. Uh, knowing that sacrificing Pulis is what got you there, if you were in the relegation battle, if you ended up getting relegated, do you think the future is still brighter, even if you went down, than if you had kept him? It's a tough question. Financially, of course not. And fi- finance is king. You know, money is king to to everybody. Um, in the Premier League and everybody at the baggies, the new the new owners, you know, money is important. Um, as a fan, for me, match day experience, going to away matches, enjoying the game, maybe winning a few matches more in the in the Championship. Who knows though? It might be tough. Look what's happened to Sunderland. You don't know, but you know, I'm, I'll be supporting the baggies, whatever happens, whether we're in the Premier League or whether in the League 2, the Conference or the Midlands Premier League, it doesn't really make no difference to me. I'll, I'll still be a Baggies fan. Um, and so in terms of being a supporter, yeah, it's nice to see us in the Premier League competing against the big teams. But I think so many of us Baggies fans will always be here anyway. Um, so if we do get relegated and we don't survive, and, and so be it. But of course, I want I want us to stay up. I want, to, I want us to be as big as we can and to... To be pushing as high as we can, you know, but it isn't the be all and end all for probably supporters of a club like ours because we've been through the promotions and relegations and the playoffs and the excitement of all those things. And sometimes, you know, those those kinds of those days out when you get big games, they are what what makes football so enjoyable. Mm. That's a, I've swerved the answer there a little bit, but. <laughs> It sounds like the answer you were looking for was, yes, you're better off now regardless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Dan, uh, for taking the time out. Tell the folks where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at 1878 underscore WBA. Um, and you can find my personal account at the Watts 22 um, Thanks for listening. Cheers for having me on, Kev. Yeah, always nice chatting with you. Catch you next time. Cheers. Hey, 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.